want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. Okay. Dan here with the another the uh let me take that again. Dan here with none other than the birthday bitch himself. Yep. David. That's me. That's me. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think, uh, do you still think Julia Fox is hot? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you think goblins are hot. Yeah, I don't know. I was rewatching Uncut Gems a little bit the other day, and, uh, Oh, you're talking about like compared to uncut gems? Yeah. Like she's you're saying she's looking fine in uncut gems, but look yeah, like a snack. Yeah. And then Maybe it's just awkwardly, uh I don't know. Like I saw this picture of her wearing like a like a horse costume kind of thing. Okay. Like pants that on the other side it looked like it was like a horse body connected to the pants that was sort of a symbol of like like she was trying to look like a horse yeah okay yeah, maybe make the pic I, mean, I, I got the picture somewhere but uh maybe make this the clip art yeah, men of taste uh do have a predilection for horsewomen david huh this is known uh okay Here it is. Man, I don't even know if this is real, but it, uh... (laughs) I mean... Cool. I guess so. What do you mean? I I guess it's on her official... Freaking... Instagram. I guess so. She did it for the gram, you know? Yeah. But is there someone in the pants? I mean, that's kind of cool. But, uh... (laughs) Yeah, I watched, um... I don't know. I just feel like, like, uh, since the Kanye relationship... Two two goblin core. Two goblin mode. She's gone two goblin mode for me. Yeah. Well. Huge throne. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was going to say, since last time we recorded, I watched the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie. Yeah, the one with the Bee Gees in it? Yeah. How was that? It's pretty bad. But you know that part in Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite? Yeah, the worst song on the album. Where they say, uh, and now Henry the Horse dances the waltz. Yeah. It's kind of cool in the movie. There, it's like there's a huge parade going on, and then um, they're singing, the, they're performing the song, and then they say that part, and I'm like, yeah, what's gonna happen? Is fucking the horse is gonna come out and start dancing? And sure enough, the crowd parts, and like two bozos in a horse costume on roller skates come skating out and just like, you know, wheel around for a minute, stumbling, just looking stupid. And then they they, I mean, they kind of do a waltz type of thing, but. I don't think it really came across the way they wanted it to. It sounds like it's for babies. It kind of is for babies. The whole thing. Fucking babies production. aren't grown up enough to watch um, two of us 
Yeah. I'm growing up, I don't have to watch fucking, fucking something good like Amadeus. <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't, I've never seen that movie. Something good and growing up like Caddyshack. I heard Amadeus is pretty good. I don't know. I was listening to a podcast where they were making fun of Ben Shapiro, like a tweet interaction someone had with him where it was like, what's your favorite underrated movie? I'll go first. Amadeus. <laughs> and then the person responded with like, it won Best Picture when it came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't really know if Amadeus is good or not. I'll tell you what, though. I want to watch Barry Lyndon again, unrelated. Um, yeah. Thinking about uh, buying that Criterion. <clears throat> it's a really good release. It's a piece of ass. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan O'Neal in that That's movie. That's something you could say about Ryan O'Neal. It's a piece of ass. It's why they picked him to be in the movie, frankly. Yeah. When he rips his shirt off and boxes that guy. <laughs> when he uh, throws the whole fucking wine glass at someone's face. Yeah. Instead of just like splashing it in their face, just tosses the whole cup. Very cool. Yeah. Very co- I don't you know, I don't even remember that much. I just remember the boxing scene. I mean, it is a 3-hour movie. There's there's a lot to remember. It's easy to forget. Some of the stuff, you know. Do you like Kool-Aid Jammers? Mm, not really. They're too sweet. My parents let me have two a day. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of cool actually. Yeah, dude, it's so cool. Yeah, I'm, I I've only seen the boxing scene from Barry Lyndon on YouTube. I'm waiting for my parents to sign off on me watching the whole movie. <laughs> you need to go into Barnes & Noble during the sale. Yeah, I need to bring a permission slip in. Yeah. No, you don't go during the sale, so your parents are like, what this? you really want this. This this thing is $40. I stomp my feet. You haven't even seen I haven't even seen this. I don't know if this is okay for you to watch. Yeah, they got to buy it first and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what if we just rent? What if we go to the video store and just rent it? Uh, yeah. <coughs> and you're like, no, I need the physical media. Mom, Dad, you don't understand. Streaming media goes away like that. You see what's happening That's with Discovery, too grown up for me Discovery Plus Dan. and HBO Max right now? You see, Dan, you're really going over my brain here. I don't know what streams and physical media means. Oh, right. Wait, That's how, too grown up talk. How old are you again? Five. Okay, my bad. So it's so anyway, Julia Fox, you know, she ain't hitting the way she is. <laughs> yeah. We have a five-year-old in the studio to give give his take on the whole Julia Fox situation. Yeah. Um. No, that's enough of that bit. That's something I was doing the other day where I was telling saying things are too scary. <laughs> You know, like uh, the other night, uh, Katie wanted to watch The Exorcist. I got so scared I left the house. <laughs> you left the house in the fashion of the <laughs> the priest at the end of The Exorcist. <laughs> no, more like... Uh, you, you do it out the window. Did you ever pretend like you were going to run away from home as a kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No, I liked home. I did once. Sorry. Like I uh, Kind of a privileged thing to say. I got into a fight with my mom when I was four. Okay. Not a fight, but you know, the kind of fight. As much as you can call a fight between a four-year-old and a 39-year-old woman. Yeah, you really wanted to eat raw bacon that day. She was not not having it. She Uh, she put the raw bacon up in the cupboard. It's like, you can't have this. And just sat there for 
days. Maybe. Um, so I like went to my room and pulled out my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles suitcase out of the closet <laughs> and started packing. God only knows what I was putting in that bag and started walking towards the door. And, and my mom was like, oh, very, very nice. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Oh See you later, God. champ. And I like walked outside and walked to the corner and was like, what am I doing? Where am I going to go? Nice. Yeah, so you actually cool. did like you, you near damn near well nearly uh did run away yeah yeah i did i was a legend you, you could have gone to the park mm-hmm could have sat under the it all went south i started change getting naked and changing at the park <laughs> um you got some notes over there uh <clears throat> no, just um I was scheduled to go to a, a baby's birthday party later, but Oh yeah, uh, mine. May or may not be happening. <laughs> or I may or may not be going now, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I think I'm gonna go. Um I was really upset, so I had a birthday party last week and um Right. Which is the I reason wanted, that we didn't record. Mm-hmm. And I had uh I wanted to go I wanted it to be a laser tag, you know, because I wanted to be cool. Yeah. Show all my friends that I'm cool. Right. And Katie said we just can't af- we can't afford it. We just can't afford it right now. So I stomped my feet, and then I loaded the teenage mutant ninja turtle suitcase yeah, again. She's still <laughs> slide that out from under your yeah. bed. She's yeah. like, "Wait, where where'd that come from?" And I where? walked all the way to the entrance of the of the apartment complex, mm-hmm. and then came right back. You walked to the part the landlord's office, and you're like, "Listen, put your suitcase on the table. I think you know what this <laughs> means. You can go ahead and take my name off the lease." Yeah. I'm running away. Yeah. And they're like, it's ah, a lot of paperwork. Are you going to do that? And you're like, no, nah, I'm just going to go back. It's, it's cool. I got this out of my system. Dan, I don't think you're getting the mentality of the bit. Um, I, why did, Were you not committed enough to leave? Like, am well, I not? Am I not treating you like the five-year-old you are? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. It's a new uh, mentality I've got where you just drop your brain for a second. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm... You I'm bring... Yeah. I can't get in the character, in the mindset of a child uh, yeah. so much. You just really don't do things, like, think critically. Right. Uh, you call things cool that aren't actually cool. Yeah. It's like if I wrote Harry Potter, everyone would be, like, way too smart and, like... Um, Everyone would be. Oh, as, you read Harry Potter. Everyone would be as smart as Dumbledore, you know. Have you read Harry Potter? Yeah. Parents won't let me. Oh. They say it's too. They say it's too scary. Dude, I can read it to you. Okay, that sounds cool. Just sit down and read like seven. <laughs> seven big ass books. Imagine a kid trying to sit down and listen. Asking to that questions for like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Before I'm even done with the first page, it's been like an hour, and okay. you're like. Listen, I don't, I can't, I, some kids have windows in their bedroom. Where's England? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm pulling my hair out. I have a globe out. It's like, like, oh, is that like in Ohio? (laughs) I have a dictionary out. I I got some family in Ohio. Maybe they've heard of Harry Potter. (laughs) We were talking about having Joe on this week. Did we? I was. I guess that's a kind of a. I misrepresented. I us do there. sort of remember us saying that. Yeah. 
Well, you can call him. Yeah, we could. He might be at work. Hey, even better. <laughs> might be working the vinyl mines. You know, there's been some big vinyl news this past week. I don't know if you heard. No. You know, there's a company, Mobile Fidelity Lab, a.k.a. MoFi. They said they make, like, really expensive audiophile pressings of, like, records that usually you can find for $5 at any used record store in the world. You know, stuff like The Car is Self-Titled, Tapestry by Carol King, uh, Dire Straits, the one with the guitar on the cover. Mm-hmm. But their big deal is they're like, these are sourced from all analog masters. We take the original analog tapes, remaster them, make them sound as good as we possibly can, and then press it to the finest vinyl in the world. I'm, you know, uh, paraphrasing here. That's more or less what they mean. Uh-oh. Oh, Noodle's just uh, stomping David's nuts over there. No, we're buddies right now. Oh, okay, cool. Since we're on the same, uh, since we're both basically children... I do like the way that he's, like, sitting cradled in your, like, crossed leg. Yeah. Anyway. No, we're on the same mentality. Yeah. Come to find out, MoFi does not source all of their stuff completely analog. They do, there is, like, a digital step involved. Hmm. Therefore, all the rich assholes who have the money to buy all these, like, overpriced pressings are kind of ticked off about it. I don't care. I've never bought a MoFi thing because they're all way more expensive than they should be. Yeah. How much are they? Um. Well, see, it would be like 40 bucks for a regular, like a single LP. And this is like back when $40 was not the norm for a single LP, which it now is, unfortunately. It's like regular prices have doubled, more or less. Yeah. So Good I think going, it's assholes. 2014. <laughs> all of you buying records, making it super expensive for my friends. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, anyway. All you assholes buying albums. You know, albums that you need to have on vinyl, like The Chronic by Dr. Dre. Yeah. Or uh, Songs from the Big Chair by Tears for Fears. Mm-hmm. You know, or AM. Some, you know, something you need to listen to on, you need as a vinyl. Or uh, your favorite record, David, the, um, the picture disc of Let It Go from Frozen. Yeah. You like that movie? It's all right. I don't really. I don't really like. Your parents don't just put it on uh, repeat for you. No, I like the older Disney movies, like Jungle Book. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's cool because it's a little scary. Yeah. Shere Khan's scary. <laughs> I like that one. I like Lion. Well, Lion King's too scary. Yeah. I can't. Actually, I did as a kid think Lion King was too scary to yeah. watch. What part? Uh, when Mufasa dies. Yeah. He gets trampled by the buffalo. Yeah. Or whatever. Pretty gnarly. Because you're afraid you'll walk outside and the buffalo are going to come for you, too. The Goofy movie used to scare me, too. Yeah. When, uh, during that nightmare scene <laughs> where Max turns into a it's giant transforming, Goofy. Transforming, yeah. Uh, what a good, uh. And to think people willingly read Animorphs, you know? I was thinking about that. Like, what happens in those books? I don't know. I always like was suspect of the kids who read those. All that anyone I think knows about those are the covers. Yeah. Like they're they're goosebumps or uh they're goosebumps tier, you know? Mm-hmm. But at least goosebumps I know 
Like, I'm not even curious. I mean, I am curious, but only because I've spent, like, my whole life knowing about Animorphs. Not being at all curious about what happens in those books. Mm. Like, I'd buy them because uh, my parents would give me some money for the book fair. And it was, like, the only thing that I could afford. And it's like, well, I got to buy something. Yeah. But I'm not, I was never going to read Animorphs. No. So now it's like, well, what was, what happened in those books? What was the overarching plot? And like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm a free speech proponent. If I had children, I would probably let them read whatever they want. They could read Infinite Jest if they want. I don't care. But they could read Mein Kampf also. Wow, Dan. I would encourage both, in fact. Uh, they're pretty much the same book. But, um, you know, if they wanted to read Animorphs, um, I'd say, like, well, you can, but uh, there's the door. Goosebumps, on the other hand, though. Oh, uh, now that... I wonder how this sounds. Uh, your your audio waves here kind of kind of intense. I saw that I, I actually saw the the waves first, and then I looked up and I was like, "Oh, that explains it." David's usually a little quieter than that. Goosebumps, kind of rocks. I haven't read a single one. Oh, I was too scared. I'm working. Uh, yeah, right now. Well, my parents don't know I'm reading them right now. Yeah. Um. Katie doesn't either. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, which one am I working on? I'm re- I'm reading the Barking Ghost right now. <laughs> is that a goose? An actual goosebumps? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Let's see. I'm a, let me name just from memory all of the Goosebumps books I can think of. All right, here we go. G- you give me like d- set a timer on your phone for like. Well, I'm just, oh for. Yeah, let's see how many I can name in like a minute. Okay, well, I'm looking at the time here, so... Okay, here go. we go. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three. Okay. Welcome to Dead House, Stay Out of the Basement, Monster Blood, Night of the Living Dummy, The Barking Ghost. Um, it Came from Beneath the Sink, uh, Attack of the Eggs from Mars, Attack of the Mutant, Shocker on Shock Street, um, Scarecrow, Stalks at... Scarecrow Stalks at Midnight, Werewolf of Fever Swamp, Werewolf Skin, How I Got My Shrunken Head, Why I'm Afraid of Bees, um, My Hairiest Adventure, uh, Night of the Living Dead 2, The Haunted Mask, The Haunted Mask 2, Night of the Living Dummy 3, Bride of the Living Dummy, um, Phantom of the Auditorium, Piano Lessons Can Be Murder, uh, The Girl Who Cried Monster, Say Cheese and Die, Say Cheese and Die Again. That's time. Oh, damn, I didn't even get to my favorite, The Ghost Next Door. It was like 23, but uh, more like 22 because you said Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. I, I heard myself or Night of the Living least. Dead or something? Yeah, I don't know. I was like, it's too late to go back and reckon <laughs> on that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like 22. That's not bad. Now, you never read any of those? No, too scared. I could barely tell. I was, like, too scared to read Series of Unfortunate Events, even. Just really? based on the cover artwork. But I did eventually read all those. I used to love reading Goosebumps. 
They're uh yeah, they they seem good for, you know, the weird little kids. I don't know. Who likes scary stuff? I wonder what happened to my Goosebumps t shirt. It's probably still in your TMNT suitcase. I did have a cool Goosebumps t-shirt as a kid. It was the Deep Trouble cover. Mm. It's a little kid swimming and then a hammerhead shark circling him. Nice. I felt real cool in that bad boy. Uh, The the Goosebumps cover that always freaked me out the most was the Camp Jelly Jam (laughs) cover. Yeah, yeah. I think I had that set as my... Oh, as my cover photo on Facebook for a while. <laughs> I hated that. What was that one about? I don't know. I never read that you one. Never read that one. Okay. Yeah. Too scary. Yeah. Um, which ones? I read. I think most of the Living Dummy ones. Both the Haunted Masks. I think I read two for, before I read one. For some reason. Hmm. I'd seen the the movies of them. I loved watching Goosebumps. The. Were there, like, longer special episodes? I think so, yeah. Maybe for some of the books that had sequels? Yeah. I've seen some Are You Afraid of the Dark, like, within the past few years, which I also never watched because it was too scary. Yeah. I mean, I remember, like, distinctly watching cartoons or whatever, or watching Nickelodeon or whatever that Goosebumps aired on, and then seeing, like, the abandoned tricycle in the driveway, and I'm like, nope. I'm going to go do, I'm going to play computer games or something. So you just did not like getting scared as a kid, huh? No. Brian, not so much either, huh? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why <man>. is that? <laughs> I don't know. Anxious little kids. The the uh, That episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog with the return of the slab guy. That was very scary, I'll admit. There that, were some cartoons I had to walk out. Some that was episodes, a very... The, the, the night we me and Brian accidentally watched that was a very <laughs> fucked up night in our household. <laughs> Oh, you want to elaborate, or just gonna leave it at that? Um, we watched it, and we were both freaked out. Uh, so we were like, like when you say freaked out, were you guys screaming? Like, what was going on? Uh, no, Brian probably was honestly, <laughs> but um, we were both like too scared by <laughs> it. We're, we're like, mom, messed. mom, please sleep with me. <laughs> I'm too scared, and I was like, no, me. And she's like, someone well, I'll, she's like, well, I'll sleep on the floor between your beds. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't remember how that even panned <laughs> out, but yeah, that was that was freaky. Oh man, yeah, that episode was too much. Yeah, like kind, I don't know, ill-advised, like to be honest, for a kids' TV show that they they let that go out like that. The episode where they were gonna kill Muriel too is that one was less scary for some reason to me as a kid, but mm. the Return of the Slab one. That fucked up a nation of kids. <laughs> it was like a freak, like a Salvador Dali painting, but scary. I remember there was a comic beat in that that one too. Do you remember that with with the Return of the Slab guy, where he's like, uh, uh, he's waiting for so long. He's like, oh come on, like it's taking too long. It's like uh, I remember as a kid, I was like, that's not funny. That guy's scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, I remember some episodes of Batman as a kid were too much for me. Like for like for first couple of years, I was too afraid of the Joker. Oh yeah, I was afraid of clowns. 
I was thinking about the clown, the free of clowns thing. I think like I had a neighbor who was a clown when I I was a kid. Sparky. Well, I don't think I know. Yeah, Sparky. Yeah, Sparky might have traumatized you. Yes. Oh no. Because I think. I mean, I don't know how common of a name Sparky is, mm. but uh, she. I went to my neighbor's birthday party and she was the clown. Yeah. And I was sitting next to her and I was so fucking scared. <laughs> Yeah, I think like knowing the the person behind the clown makeup helped, you know? Yeah. Knowing that it's not just like this person is just like this all the time. Like maybe that's part of the fear is like that there are just people out there like this that are just scary looking. But no, yeah, just being a close personal friend of, of a clown. I, I didn't phrase that correctly, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Knowing the person behind the makeup definitely dispels the the scare factor. But the scare factor is not really clear to me as someone who has never been scared of clowns. So you weren't scared of it at all? No. I don't think I even knew what it was for a while. Probably still until I started reading Stephen King in like high school, middle school. Because Tim Curry is Pennywise... Is very scary. Was very scary as a kid. Mm. Now I just think he's cool. But uh, yeah, you know who's not scary? Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise. Mm, I yeah. find him kind of annoying. Yeah, he's a little. He's a bit silly. Oh, did It's like stock <laughs> normal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, the thing he does with his eyes is kind of freaky. Sure. More impressive than anything. But I don't know. To me, what what makes Tim Curry's Pennywise so cool, and why I think they really cracked what makes scary clowns in the late '80s, early '90s, is that they were all kind of bastards. You know, Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson's Joker, Tim Curry's Pennywise, Doink the Clown, the wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Doink the clown. Hey, uh, do some movie talk. Okay. Since we're talking movies, kind of. You see anything lately? Uh, anything good? Anything you want to talk about? I started watching the Lakers series on uh, Hulu. The Adam McKay produced one? No, no, no. It's like a documentary. Oh. About Jerry Buss and, uh, when he bought the team in the late 70s and they drafted Magic Johnson and when uh, the team started to become more Showtime-oriented. A lot of good footage of Jack Nicholson in that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I watched Before Sunrise. Cool. Um, I rewatched Caddyshack. The most formative movie on my personality. Yeah, you really like that movie. Yeah. David, for those without this context, David, once in Drama Club, did a monologue from Caddyshack for his audition for a play. Did I? Yeah, you did the Bill Murray, the Gunga Galunga thing, right? Oh, yeah, I think I did, yeah. Did you? Do you remember seeing that? I don't think so. I just think I knew that you did it. Gunga gunga, <laughs> a gunga gunga. 
<laughs> yeah, that movie really shaped my person. You know what I noticed? Is I, I feel mean, like kind of a funny movie. I, I don't really like it that much, but I, I see the appeal. I feel like Chevy Chase is a big formative figure on Dylan. Yeah, probably. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Maybe you know more his comedic performance than him as a person, but uh. Right, and well, maybe as a person, you know, like in Community, how he was so hard to work with that they fired him from the the, the show. You didn't fire Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they don't know that. Well, now they do. He didn't. He. Okay. Look. Whatever. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm checking in on rock news. I'm trying to trying to see if there are any good headlines this week. Yeah, uh, Violent J is um, a primate enthusiast. Did you see that? He was like reaching out to the to his Twitter followers. He's like, "Look, yo, what's up, guys?" I'm Wait, which one's Violent J? Violent J is Violent like J's the, the shorter one, right? He's the fat one. Okay. Um, he's like, I've been reading up on orangutans. Gorillas, chimps, they're all cool with me. <laughs> so if you know anyone who has one, I'd like to hang out with them to meet the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of dope. Yeah. it's like a, It was like three paragraphs long. <laughs> huh. There's got to be some juggalos with primates in the family. Maybe. I don't know. He's trying to replace his audience. He's tired of the juggalo He's people. He's trying to replace Shaggy too dope. <laughs> I was going to say he's trying to replace uh, all of his fans with primates. That would be awesome. You have a gathering. The ju- have a, he's spraying an ex- Fago on them. Yeah, an experimental ICP show in which the audience are entirely monkeys. That could get out of hand. <laughs> it would get out of hand immediately. Yeah. <laughs> all these monkeys, hype, they're all sticky and hyped up on up Fago. The, they're getting up to the roof. They're getting up on stage. They're tearing. They're tearing, just tearing everyone apart. Oh, I forgot. I messaged my dad. Oh. This is kind of funny. So, um, I got a new phone recently. I didn't have any Facebook on it at all. Yeah. I still don't have the actual Facebook app. I haven't checked in on my Facebook in two months. And uh, But I did get Messenger back because uh, some people try to get a hold of me on there. But it had been a month since I checked in there. My dad had messaged me a ton. <coughs> and my me and my dad, for some reason, just communicate on Messenger. Uh-huh. And uh, we're not even friends on Facebook, but we communicate on Messenger. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, he sent me a bunch of stuff. He sent me, like, when the guy who created Yu-Gi-Oh! died. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He sent me, hi. Hey, did you get a new phone? What's going on? <laughs> but before that, he sent me a picture <laughs> of Bill Skarsgård as the crow. Uh, and uh, what is obviously a fake poster. Oh, yeah. And he's like, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Parents are so easily persuaded that, like, Photoshop things are real. Yeah, but also, like, I'm more confused with, like, I don't even like the crow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a microcosm of the whole disinformation thing and how, like, older people are so much more susceptible to it. Yeah. It's just not being able to to look at an image and know for a fact, like, Oh yeah, this is photoshopped. It's. It, I think what gives it away is that. Let me look at it. I think it's got like three different production companies like logo on it. <laughs> it's 
Warner Brothers, Sony Pictures, New Line Cinema, and New Line Cinema. <laughs> um, yeah, last night I was watching Airheads. You know oh. that movie? Uh, I know about it. And I was looking up. I I just kept thinking about the Brendan Money or not Brendan Money, Brendan Fraser alimony meme from a few years ago. Yeah. Do you remember that? No. Uh, maybe in certain circles I hung around on on the internet, uh, it was quite prevalent to scroll down and see at least one thread, which was um, a photoshopped picture of Brendan Fraser from the red carpet. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's actually not that bad of a poster. Like, it, it's, I at a glance, it's believable. But, yeah, I'm sure there's something about it that uh, is kind of a giveaway. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> Looks uh, airbrushed. Yeah. Um, you buy a t-shirt of that at the Trade Center. I also just, what I'm really getting at is I don't care about The Crow, really. Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I don't really care to at this point. Good soundtrack, though, right? Yeah, who's on that? Nine Inch Nails, Joy Division. The Cure? The Cure. Some other Morrissey. moody shit. But, um, no, there's, have you seen that meme? It's like the, I don't remember his last name. It starts with a G. It's an Italian sounding name. A lawyer who, um, had like just the most fucked up haircut. And the meme going around was like, uh, me to the barber. Just fuck my shit up. Yeah. You seen that? Yeah. There was a iteration of it where it was a picture of Brendan Fraser from like a promo, like red carpet situation. But they zoomed in on his face, made his eyes look more watery and red, like he was crying. Yeah. And his, like, lips kind of, like, goofed up looking. And then photoshopped that haircut onto him and uh, just kept posting, just fuck my shit up. And it was, like, in relation to his alimony payments at the time being, like, $900,000 a year. And that he, like, petitioned to, like, lower the alimony payments and was denied. So he was just, like being fleeced for everything he had by his ex-wife that's messed up and so there was a whole movement of like is brennan okay is he like he it's is he depressed like what's going on with him he's gonna be in the killers of the flower moon right yeah i think so when's that coming out i can't wait to see it uh i don't know next year maybe the thing is he's fine now like he his alimony payments ended and he's 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 doing work now He's in that new Darren Aronofsky movie that's coming out. I don't, I don't care about Darren Aronofsky. I don't care either, but have you seen the photo of him from this movie? No. Oh. Well, the whale or something? Yeah, the whale. Where he plays like a 600-pound man. I mean, that's he, fucked up. He, he's looking a little thick now. It's prosthetic, right? He didn't put on that weight for the movie? No, but Thank like God. he is a little bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you haven't seen that? I've seen pictures of him. Oh, you've seen pictures of him from the movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. What was that thing going you around where everyone didn't. was like, he's so awesome. Like, remember that? Where he got the Keanu Reeves treatment for a while? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that kind of happened, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, no problem with that. Vernon Fraser's cool, but, like, yeah, I don't hate him. But, um... No, he's the kind of person... He's, he's the kind of actor that's like, you know, we're... He's, he's, he kind of hasn't been in any, like, real, real bad movies, I guess, in a while. Like, maybe he has recently because he needed money, but... He's kind of like a beloved Hollywood figure, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, he deserves it. And, yeah. But I, it's 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 always kind of a bummer when it's so fleeting. Like this yeah. big meme of, you know, what was a really 
awful meme. Well, yeah, yeah, there was people trying to like revive his career, like in 2016-ish, I think, is when that started. Hmm. Anyway. Remember when Keanu Reeves' big moment was going? I mean, Keanu Reeves has always been kind of sweet. Yeah. Like, I feel like... Except his act. He hasn't been able to act since, like, Matrix. Really? Yeah. No, he's not very good anymore. I mean, John Wick requires very little, like, acting, mostly. No, for sure. No, very little dialogue, having to remember anything. Should watch John Wick 2 today. Action choreography. John Wick is very... I like all three of them. I haven't seen them all. I've only seen the first one. They're all good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's just very, like, wooden, and I don't know. I guess I didn't finish Knock Knock. <laughs> yeah, he, he is struggling <laughs> in Knock Knock. But it, it makes it funnier to me. I'm... The way the movie I ends. I can't. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, But remember when people were, like, it was, like, around the Me Too movement where it was, like, Keanu Reeves does a really cool thing where when he takes a photo of women, he puts his hands up so you know he's not touching them. <laughs> Remember that? No. There was all these pictures of him with like his arms up, but like hands like this, <laughs> like ar- behind the women, and it was like a hover hand move. But he was trying to make it look good. Yeah, but it's like, or just have your hands in your pockets or something, you know? It looks like he's like, look at all my bitches. You yeah. know? <laughs> it looks like he's... Still bragging. That's funny. He, he looks like an idiot, honestly, like that. But people were like, this is so cool. And it's like, no, it's weird. It's it's weirder than just putting your arm around somebody at that point. Hover handing is weird. <laughs> Even if it's Keanu Reeves. Even if it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he looks like a magician or something. Like, <laughs> I'm going to make these women disappear. <laughs> like... Yeah, just put your hands by your sides, cross your arms, something like that, so people know your arms are preoccupied and not doing something that no one has ever done before. You know? No one would ever do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always hear him say, <laughs> check it out, I'm not touching him, I'm not touching him, I'm not a creep. <laughs> you know? He could do, like, the the prayer motion. Yeah. With hands together. He, yeah, he could do that. He yeah, could heart yeah, style. That would even be like, you know, he's like, I, I worship yeah. God is a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would maybe be a better signal than uh Scratch that God is they them. Then like, nope. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah. He's probably saying that when they take the photo too. Yeah. No, I like to think he's saying, Look at all my bitches. <laughs> yeah, you know, knock knock, uh, in my opinion is worth finishing. I feel like the ends justify the means in that movie. Um because the ending is so funny. It's so good. They bury him in sand with the tide to come in, right? More or less. But They there, took that from Creepshow. Yeah, but there's something that happens when he is... You just have to finish it. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of Facebook. But, um... That reminds... I watched... I, I went and saw a movie that had a... Had a bit of a knock uh, knock type ending. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Hear about this movie? Yeah, I mean, I haven't gone to the movies in so long. Is bodies, bodies, bodies good despite having Pete Davidson in it? Yeah. How is he in it? How's our boy in it? Uh, there is one scene where he's doing improv, and it feels like it's never going to end. But besides that, he's fine. 
I feel like there's you can there's a move in improv. Or like there's like I feel like when people do improv now it feels so desperate. Yeah. Um especially when the joke doesn't land to begin with and they just keep like adding tags to the the bit. Yeah. It's like no, you're just it's just getting you're making it worse. Just bail. Just bail. I can't re- yeah, where they're like their eyes are wide and it's like it's like when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock or something. <laughs> it's like I don't know, I, I'm really picturing him doing improv, and it's awful. It is crazy, because he's constantly bringing up the Will Smith incident in this movie. Really? No. Oh, okay. It's funny, because yesterday I got in the car and turned uh, turned the car on, and the radio came on, mm-hmm. and Katie listens to, like, gotta, he listens to the radio, so, like, whatever she was listening to last came on, and it was like, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. It's like they're talking about it. It's like that was fucking eight <laughs> months ago at this point or I something. Mean, I mean, the story does continue. I don't. I don't. I don't care about it either. So I don't want to get into it. But there were some like developments about that, like a week or like two weeks ago, though. Yeah, Will. Well, they're saying it's like Will Smith has really taken a hit, uh, public image wise. Like, yeah, we know that. <laughs> it's been known. I know there was a, the development where Chris Rock doesn't care to make amends, right? Yeah, something like that. Understandably, I mean, they made him look. Will made him look like an an idiot, <laughs> like a wimp on national television. I mean, granted, it was the Oscars, so like two people were watching, but. Uh, I was watching. I was one of those two people. <laughs> yeah, you and Lila are the only two watching yep. the Oscars that day. Yep. You guys made the memes. Yeah. Yeah, we perpetuated the whole news cycle. But uh, yeah, no uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, kind of a tiring, kind of an exhausting title, but um, yeah, good movie. Like way better than a movie pitched as a Gen Z satire. Uh, way better than that type of movie should. So be. It's kind of like the Big Chill, but for Gen Z. Um. Yeah, I've, you know, maybe that would have improved the big chill as if uh, there was something actually going on. There was a bunch of like violence that happens that takes place. I mean, Glenn Close is in the movie. That's like violence. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Glenn Close is literal violence. Yeah. She has got to go. Hey, I hey. feel bad. Ho ho. Glenn Close has got to go. Hey hey. How often I? That's uh, I should have I should have gone downtown during like the BLM protests and try to get a a, a Glen Close. Try to get get a cross section there. It's like, hey, I'm with you guys, but what about this? Let's throw this in there too. Yeah, like a at every protest possible, go to like mm-hmm. uh, abortion, like the Roe versus Wade stuff, and be like, yeah, and Glen Close is busted. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? <laughs> Go to a South Asian hate one. It's like, hey, what about, what about this, guys? Glenn Close? She's heinous. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? So there's, there's like a bunch of people who are like too young. He's like, who is that? I'm just, they, they. Who? I've never heard of this guy, Glenn Close. They, who is that? They, <laughs> yeah. They start beating me up. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I'm like, I will die for this. This is my hill to die on. <sighs> yep. But, uh... 
God, I watched some... Besides that movie, though, I've just been, like, torturing myself with just real garbage, just... Like what? Uh, well, there's a Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band movie. That was a bad one. Also, ooh, I watched 40 Days and 40 Nights. You ever see that? That's like a rom-com, right? Yeah, with Shannon Sossman. Cute. And Josh Hartnett. Eh, you know. He's all right. Kind of a jock. But, uh... Very cool. But he, like... It, he vows to um, be celibate for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, okay. And his friend, like, like beca- there's, like, a Lent tie-in. And then, like, the first night he meets Shannon Sossman at, like, the laundromat. And they, like, hit it off. And um, his friends blow it up into, like, a whole internet thing where it's, like, people start placing bets on him and when he's going to when he's gonna you know lose bust when he's gonna bust so it's just the contest episode of Seinfeld yeah but for 40 days and 40 nights you know well it, it, and it's only one person it's no one else is participating it's just him and he's someone who just like gets laid all the time so it's different you know so it's it's hard for him huh um what ends up happening spoilers for this movie it's 20 years old his uh, ex-girlfriend... Uh, gets oh, so it's like old school internet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Where everything looked like a, I don't know, like a pizza box in terms of uh, artwork and everything. Where everything just looked real, real Goatsy. Real like, yeah, goatsy and shit. Yeah. That's actually how he lost was... Um, he someone, saw that. And someone he... showed him goatsy and he was just so horny he couldn't... Yeah. He's someone like, God, literally anything. Was two girls, one cup? Was that around at the time? I can't remember. That was like what? Maybe. Or is that more later on, like 2006? Um, I don't know, actually. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. I I had never seen it, and then by the time I finally did see it, I was like, I wasn't expecting it to be so vile. Yeah. It's worse than Goatsy. Yeah, I believe it. But I don't think it's real, right? Two Girls, One Cup? I think, yeah, I don't think the 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 whole situation is like I think there's something fake about it. You don't think they actually smeared each other in shit? Yeah, that's what that's my understanding of it. It's still gross. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think Goatsy's kind of gross, but like it's funny. It is funny. Um anyway, what ends up happening is his ex-girlfriend catches wind of this and like <laughs> the we- the wedding ring is the funny. I'm sorry. But the wedding oh, ring yeah. is the funniest <laughs> aspect yeah, of that. Yeah, this is the best angle of good scene. <laughs> ah, sorry. Uh, oh no, but his ex-girlfriend catches wind of what's going on and like is also also breaks up with her boyfriend, her new boyfriend. So she wants to win him back, but he is not interested, and he like stands up for himself. And then she breaks into his apartment late at night, like, and he's expecting Shannon Sossman, mm-hmm. who they made a. She, you know, had some problems with the whole situation, but decided ultimately, like, you know what? On the 40th night, I'm going to come in and we're going to, you know, hang out. Yeah. We're going to build some bionicles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, his friend, we're like... We're going to kiss. For, for some reason, handcuffs him to the bed. And then he's like... Because he's afraid he's like he can't handle it anymore. Like he's going to jack off in case like in unless his hands are like tied up. 
But his ex-girlfriend uh, comes in because the door is unlocked, uh, rapes him, and then Shannon Sossman shows up as as his girlfriend is leaving, and gets mad at him. But then they end up together anyway. Wow, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, not trying to gloss over the fact he was assaulted, and no one, no one even that doesn't even come up again in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I kind of expected it to be like the scene in a uh, scary movie where um, they're having sex and then he comes and like it's it's like the scene from The Exorcist where they're. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm thinking of. Where it's like a fire hose of cum is like spraying the girl so hard that she's like stuck to the ceiling. No. Oh, okay. well, you know, it's a funny scene from a scary mind. movie. When, um, I remember one of the Wayans brothers is like about to have sex with his girlfriend and he's like, Hey, you know, it'd be real hot. Why don't you put my football pants on? Oh yeah. He's just dressing her up like a footballer. Like I'm giving you the sexy charge. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. He's really funny. Besides that though, not, not a lot of good moments in that movie. Scary movie. I I, I disagree. Scary movie. I disagree. You don't like the first scary movie? Mm, it's like fine, I guess. There are better like parody movies from that time period, though. Like not what? not another teen movie. I think is better. It's not good, but it's better. It's a scary movie. I think Naked Gun is the best parody movie. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it. It's super funny. I believe you. There's a really funny still- part because like uh. Leslie Nielsen's uh, is he's just coming off a bad breakup and he's like being driven to the precinct or whatever and he's like everywhere I look something reminds me of her and he looks like two like steam stacks that look like boobs. Oh yeah, I think you told me about that one before. Uh-huh. Uh. Um. Okay. In rock news. No, no. What else have you watched? Oh, uh, I think that was about it. But let me, I'll double check. I'll look at my Letterboxd, which, uh, you know, is a super cool um, platform. Ooh, you know, I did watch Girl Next Door. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I remember the trailer came out. I feel like you would actually like that movie. Really? Why? Um, well, it's about, uh, yeah, Emile Hirsch is in high school, and, like, a girl moves in next door. H- hence the title, you know. It turns out she's a former porn star. Oh, yes. And, like, her, she's moving back in with her parents, and her parents are My away. Parents don't let me watch porn. It's too grown up, they say. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I don't know. There's a part... It, but basically, it becomes, like, he's... Try- I, I mean, the movie has some weird viewpoints on, like, what is okay for a woman to do in terms of pornography, like that it's something that he has to save her from, you know, but, uh, it's, it's pretty funny movie. There's a part where, um, his friend, cause he doesn't know that she's a porn star at first, but his friend who's in the AV club is like, Hey, I need to show you something. And he puts in one of her porn tapes. He's like, Oh, that's, who's it? He's like, just watch. Then she starts having sex and he's like, no, no, he's like running away. His friend's like, no, 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 listen, listen. 
She loves doing this stuff. You got to take her out. You got to take her to a motel and she will fuck you. And then he's like, no, wait a minute. That's, that's, that's I, I can't do that. No, no, no. And he's like, and Emile Hirsch is like storming out of the school. And it's like his friend follows him out and there's a bunch of people around, a bunch of students. And he's like, listen, if you don't fuck her, I will kill myself. I will hang myself. That's pretty In funny. front of all these people. And they're just like, what? What's going on? Oh, I thought that was going to say, if you don't, I will. <laughs> do it for me. I think that's what he Why says. Why can't he? Oh, I don't know. Because he, he doesn't have an in with this girl already. Anyway, uh, yeah, he takes her to the motel, and she she's like hip to what he's trying to do. And then she makes him feel bad about the whole thing. But you know, then, then th- things things. Some, I mean, the the plot, I hate when movies do that. The plot of this movie is kind of crazy. It would be funny if it, if it just turned into a porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, watch it and find out. Is it like a good luck Chuck situation, where that movie is just porn? <laughs> what what happens in that movie? It's about a man, Dane Cook, who uh, goes to a birthday party. And uh, full-grown Dane Cook, keep in mind. He's playing uh, Spin the Bottle with some teenagers. Yeah. He uh, goes to the closet with the goth girl, doesn't want to kiss her because, you know, she's weird. Yeah. So she puts a curse on him. Oh. That he'll never find love. So he just keeps, like, having sex with women, and then they find their soulmate after they have sex with him. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just scene after scene of him <laughs> you banging know, women in different okay, ways. Okay, yeah. No, I, I've, I've listened to a review of this movie, and it sounds like horrid. It sounds like... It is pretty... What makes it worse is I saw that with <laughs> okay. my dad and, my, and all, um, two of my brothers. Okay, I remember you talking about this now. Yeah, it was the most uncomfortable movie-going experience of my life. What was the? What was your brother's review of it? That was awesome. Yeah. My dad's review was just, just if mom asked, it was a good movie. <laughs> I don't think he knew what he was in for. I think he thought it was, we saw Employee of the Month and we liked that. So maybe we'll go see another <laughs> Dane Cook movie. Uh, will Dane Cook ever have another movie? I don't give a fuck. I never liked Dane Cook. No. You know, I, I always hated him. Uh, I always hated you. I liked Employee of the Month. But I, I listened to his stand-up once when I was in middle school. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of funny. I don't know if I find it funny now, but um, I was, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And, like, he did get screwed out of all of his money by his brother being his financial manager. Yeah, I think that's cool. <laughs> uh, I think he's marrying, like, a teenager or something. <laughs> like you, it, it did, Are you referencing uh, recent events? Yeah, 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 I was referencing that. Yeah, his long-time... Uh, girlfriend who is 22 yeah. or something. They've been dating for 12 years. <laughs> I like when you make a joke and I have to like catch up to you that that you made a joke. Yeah. That's that's that makes for good podcasting. It does. Um hey, What's in that bag? What bag? Oh fuck. Rip my ripped jeans. <laughs> um <laughs> Crispy onions. Oh, okay. Those things are good. Yeah, Katie made a salad with them the other day. Nice. Um. Yeah. Let's stay on this topic a little bit more. 
with stand-up. Let's talk about this some more. I really didn't like Dane Cook in middle school, and I would like go out of my way to be like, yeah, you guys think he's funny? I think he sucks. Dude, I was the same way. <laughs> but my favorite comedian was George Lopez. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what I said. But like in my heart, Dave Chappelle was my favorite comedian. Oh, okay. Like I had pretty good taste in stand-up, I think, in middle school. Like I liked Dave Chappelle, Cat Williams, but then I also liked George Lopez, Jim Gaffigan. I thought Jeff Dunham was funny. <sighs> Until Ahmed the Dead Terrorist came around, I was like, this is... Uh, this is not funny. <laughs> this is too fucking much. Yeah, and that's really he really broke into the mainstream. I think. Yeah. Nothing does it like two uh, thousands era war on terror xenophobia. <laughs> I liked uh, I, you know my parents were kind of my captive audience for like all my like cultural criticisms when I was younger. Yeah. Because uh, I remember complaining about Dane Cook once, and my dad's like. Oh, why don't you like him? And I'm like, he just he just seems so full of himself, and he's like, why? And I'm like, yeah, he, just, he really like wears those skinny jeans, <laughs> and my problem was like the way he dressed. <laughs> I'm like, he he dresses too cool to be a comic, but you know what? I, I stand by that a little bit, maybe. He dressed. I never thought that was a cool look. I mean, skinny jeans, not not necessarily, but like he didn't he wear like Affliction t-shirts. Probably, yeah. I thought that was a bad look even then. Yeah, gaudy is not a good look for a stand-up comic, in my opinion. No, unless you're It should really party. just be like you're wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and then... Or a big suit. Your brain does all the work. Or a big suit, yeah. For sure. I stand corrected. Yeah. Or... Or look at Cat Williams. The one time I saw Louis C.K., he was wearing just like a regular suit. Yeah. I thought that was a little strange. It was a weird choice. I Yeah, he's not a suit kind of guy. No. That was right before the fall. Yeah, the stroke. And now, you know, I don't know what he... Uh, yeah, the stro- I don't know what he looks like now uh, during the redemption era because I haven't paid attention to him. I think the exact same. Is it a redemption era for him or is he just trying to get some work? I, don't know, I was thinking about this in the shower. He's doing pretty well. Earlier. What's your take on him coming back? I don't really care. I don't think his his com- I don't really like the direction his comedy was going. I thought he was not as funny as he used to be. But maybe it was sort of like baby's first stand-up comic type of thing for me. Maybe. Yeah, I was never a, I was never a Louis C.K. fan. Like I didn't hate him. I just never watched his stand-up. He did start getting really full of himself, like about his stupid uh, web show that you had to like buy directly from his website. And this wasn't Louis. No, this was called Horace and Pete. Okay. And he like funded it all himself and hired a bunch of act- like well-known actors. Like Steve Buscemi was in it. Edie Falco was in it. I think Alan Arkin was in it. And it was like not even really funny. It was just about like sort of it was like a Cheers type setup where it was just like a really cheap looking sort of sitcom, but that wasn't really funny. I don't think it was supposed to be funny. That sounds insufferable. It, yeah, it kind of sucked. Um, and then I had to listen to... I This is back when I listened to like every episode of WTF with Mark Marin, And he had Louie on. And he's like, oh my god, I, I have not been able to talk about this stuff because I've been working on it like in secret. But and he just goes on for two hours talking about this dumbass show. And he was talking about how he's like, you know, I was flipping through a magazine and I saw a picture of E.D. Falco and I was like, 
I have to work with her. It was just like some spiritual thing, like pushing me toward, like I just had to work with her. I hate when people say shit like that. And then the other nugget I remember from that interview is where he's like, you know, I wanted uh, Jack Nicholson to be in the show. (laughs) Mark Maron was like, oh yeah? He's like, yeah. I actually called him. I talked to him on the phone. He's like, oh yeah, what was that like? He's like, well... He said, I'm going to a Lakers game. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> I was like, Jack, it would be really great if you could just do the show, for, if you could just be on an episode of the show for him. He's like, you know what I did today? He's like, what? He's like, I sat under my tree and I read a book. And that was the end of that like bit. And they just moved on to talking about something else. I'm like, you talked about that as if it's some sort of like prophetic, like he's just like some wise old man who's like, Speaking of Jack Nicholson in that Lakers documentary, I saw a really cool bootleg Celtic shirt. Mm. Sorry to go off on a tangent here, but it was uh, it'll tie in, and you'll see. It was like there's it was like in '85 when uh, the Celtics had beat the Lakers in '84 for like the I think like twelfth time or some some. It was like the Lakers had never beaten the Celtics in the finals, like ever. Mm-hmm. So '85, they're going back to back Lakers Celtics again. And, uh, like, they show footage of Boston of them, like, selling all these, like, beat L.A. shirts. But one of them they had, it was, like, a white shirt, like a green ringer. So, like, green neck part, sleeve endings, you know. Mm-hmm. And it said, hit the road, Jack, with a picture of Jack Nicholson on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, the coolest shirt of I all time. I would love to own that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. yeah, maybe, uh, I don't know. I, everyone I know seemingly, like, liked Louie. You know, he had some funny bits. Sure, but I know, was kind of borderline obsessed with him. But like, there was a certain point where I started turning. Like, he's just kind of like, I don't know. It, it was it was mostly self important. Yeah, it was the last season of Louis that really did it for me. That was like, this is just such a bullshit show now. It used to be funny. It used to be like super weird and funny, and then I don't know, just really tanked. Yeah, uh, I never really bothered, I guess, with him. Um, on the other hand, I feel like I was just thinking while you were talking about that, like I've become really, I gotten really into Norm Macdonald in the last year. Yeah, and uh, it's sort of the only instance in which someone dies and then I get into them, mm-hmm. which is kind of embarrassing because I, I'm watching his stuff and I'm like, why didn't I check this out before he died? Like, I would have loved this. Yeah. I do love this. It would have been funny if I did that for Louis C.K. after he got after he got uh, Me Too. <laughs> <laughs> got really into him. Yeah. Did you see what Ariel Pink, uh, he's got a new record coming out? Yeah, I did. And it's like $50, I think, for a single LP he's charging. Well, I'm sure he, I'm sure he took a big financial hit after that, you know? <laughs> I just think it's he funny. also had a lawsuit no one talks about, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, what was the lawsuit? Um, was it a, with his ex-girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I do remember this now. Yeah, there was a lawsuit involved, which... I'm just getting financially wrecked. Yeah, I'm going to end up destitute on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Um, I kind of wanted to make that... Uh, I mean, I'm not on Facebook, but it would have been really funny. Like, you know that... that Screen grab of him on Tucker's show where he looks really defeated and small. 
and it's got like all the Fox News shit under it. Mm-hmm. Make that my cover photo on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Punished Ariel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, man. I watched, speaking of that, I watched uh, In Rock News. Ugh. He did a panel recently with that, uh, that, that showed uh, negative XP. You know that guy? Mm, no. Oh, uh, he's like an incel rock. Or, he's incel waves, basically. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were asking about Anthony Fantano. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I, how I stumbled on this video, but uh, Ariel's like s- summation of his relationship with Anthony Fantano is very funny. Well, they asked him about him, and he's like, I was his favorite artist, and now he's not allowed to talk about me. <laughs> and it's like, did you only... It's like, it gives off the impression that Ariel only watched Fantano's videos when he reviewed his albums. <laughs> did he ignore the video that Fantano made addressing, like, like Ariel Pink and his controversies recently? No, he did, I'm sure, but, like, before that... I think he's just, like, not interested in talking about him anymore. Yeah. And then Negative XP, who has a song that's like, if you listen to Anthony Fantano, you shouldn't be allowed to listen to music. That's the whole title of the song. I like that Fantano like loves to loves when people or loves talking about what, or he usually makes like a joke video when people like reference him. Yeah. In their songs, but just like the power to completely ignore that. Yeah. But Negative XP was talking like he seems like I don't know like he kept like cutting off Ariel. To say nice. that's like the dumbest shit. That's funny. And the thing he was saying there was he was like, the Dark Man was like, yeah, you know, I wrote a song about him. What that song's about? It's like, with a title like that, we know it's about <laughs> you fucking moron. I'd like to call him something else, but uh, a dweeb. Yeah. I liked. I don't know if you've been keeping up with Brady Snell's podcast at all. Trying to. Yeah, I'm struggling as well because it's it's a lot now that it's weekly. But <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> the first half of the jury stall interview where he was talking about being on Bill Maher and being totally trampled over by like the other guest. Yeah. During his like allotted time. That was pretty brutal. I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen. Have you seen that clip? I haven't. No. It's hard. It's so hard. I mean, Brett seems like he doesn't re- really care. At least that's what he said on the podcast. Yeah. I kind of believe it, but... It's like, why did he even go on the show? Yeah. He didn't say a damn thing. Well, he, he sold books, though. Eh. That's all he had to do, was just show up. <laughs> um. Ultimately, what I wanted to say was I had a dream about Brady Snellis the other night. Mm-hmm. Where um, I was dating him. Wow, okay. And all I could keep thinking was, like, I kept looking at him being like, God. I, like, really don't want to have sex with him. And I was just, like, imagining, like, oh, he's going to want to, like, suck my dick. I don't want him to do that. <laughs> God, this sucks. Not even gay. <laughs> that, that was kind of, like, the ultimate point <laughs> of the dream is, like, I, I don't know how I ended up here. <laughs> I so don't want this. So, anyway... That uh, kind of brings us to the end of the show. Can't even fathom his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It I, is. I was really trying not to. I mean, I thought it was too much when that one video came out. You remember the the, the Todd videos from last year where Brett is like, they're, they're getting into fights? Yeah. 
We, we, we've covered that on the show a little bit. Well, in one of them, Brett's in his underwear. Oh, really? And I was oh. like, this is too much revealed. <laughs> oh, I don't think... I didn't see that one, <laughs> thankfully. It's like, why is he just walking around like this? Jeez, I don't like that. No. That sucks. I hope none of those videos are on the internet still. Yeah, I don't really care to revisit them. No. They they should have really never been out there. It was, re- that was really... That was a dark time for yeah. our, our, our man. That's and, true. And yet, you know, still in Todd's clutches. Well, maybe he's doing. He seems to be doing okay. Seems like it. I mean, Let's he's get still Todd an on the show. Guy, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't like him. But oh, okay, uh, well then, when he says, hmm. I don't wish ill against <laughs> this guy I never met, but he does sound annoying. Well, let's get Brady Snellis on the show anyway. Yeah, let's do to that. promote his new book that comes out in like two years. Did the shards come out already? The pop, the pr- the physical copy? No, that's what I meant. Two years. I just feel like it's going to be a while. You know, publishing moves kind of slow. Okay. I remember. Just, I thought oh, like seeing Amber Frost's book was scheduled to come out uh, in like January of this year, and then the next time I checked, it was like coming out January of 2023, and this is in like December when I looked. December of 2021, and I'm like. I thought it was supposed to come out this fall. You really stomped your foot on that. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to come out, like, <laughs> already. Uh, No, it's not out. Well, that gives me more time to catch up on the things I want to read. Mm-hmm. This is the David new reading list. I'm still chugging through Cujo. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to read Sirens of Titan. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, because I've never read it. Yeah. Then, uh... So I, I would just skip Sirens of Titan and go straight to Fear and Loathing. Well, that's just your opinion. I mean, I've read your I, I've read both. I'm just saying Fear and Loathing is a better book. European. Anyway, uh... Then what am I going to... I think I'm going to read the Chapo book. It's a tall order. It's a big book. No, it's not. It's not? It's not that big. I'll, I'll bring it down later when we're done. Uh... And then I'm going to read American Pastoral. Philip Roth? I really love... Portnoy's Complaint, Port Complaint, I think, is one of my favorite books. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to give it another go. It just you wasn't should. really it's working for good. me. You should. It's very good. It's so good. <laughs> it might be my favorite book. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I really like Lesson Zero. Um, then really? I'm going to read... Uh, what? Oh, Lesson Zero. It's, that's way up there for you? I don't know. I go back and forth. I think Lesson Zero and Glamorama are like both my favorite Brace and Alice book. I can't really decide which one I like more. You should give Lunar Park a try. I have read Lunar Park. Oh, wait, you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've read all of his I novels. I couldn't remember. You haven't read White? It's not a novel. <laughs> I said I've read all of his oh, novels. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and I don't know if I will read White, honestly. I don't, I I don't, I, yeah, I just couldn't remember you having read Lunar Park. Yeah, I've read, yeah, I've definitely read Lunar Park. That's probably his best, but my favorites are Lesson Zero and Glamorama. Fair enough. Um, and then I would say Blood Meridian. That's next after American Pastoral, I think. And then I'm going to read White Noise, a Don DeLillo book. Mm. Hopefully before the movie comes out. Which seems like it's really going shitty. Yeah. The Noah Baumbach production of that. I've heard. R.I.P. Noah Baumbach. <laughs> he's, he's done so after uh, Mirrored Story. 
R.I.P. Noah Bombach.